I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want, and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. In this episode, we talk about growing pains when running your business. We discuss how the phrase new level, new devil feels and our experiences of leveling up. We share some of the misconceptions that we had and have and how things we once wanted and thought would be easy are way more challenging than we could have known. And in WWAWD, or What Would Amanda Wagner Do?, we answer Tara's question about where to start when growing your team. When you first started whatever you're doing now, running a business, a new job, taking on a leadership or volunteer role, chances are that you promised yourself, or maybe you were even told that it would get easier. You've said, this will get easier when I make more money, when I have a team, when I have more clients that refer me to others, when I know all the ins and outs of what I'm doing, when I'm promoted and more respected. I know when I started my business, all I wanted was to be able to hire other people so that I could provide jobs and resources and lead a team with my vision. I wanted a waiting list of clients. I wanted clients to come to me instead of feeling like I was begging and persuading people to work with me. I so badly wanted to have my calendar full enough that I would have to book weeks in advance. And I thought it would be simpler then that as I made more money and worked with more people and built my reputation, I would somehow get the rest. I would somehow feel better by putting people on a waiting list. This is a podcast and so you cannot see what's happening, but Liz is on mute laughing at me going, oh, how cute of you. But you're not alone. I'm right there with you. And I know we have people in their cars or walking their dogs listening to this thinking the exact same thing. Exactly. You're laughing because you know how true it is. I really thought that there would be a point where I would just sit back and reap the rewards. And I would get really choosy about what I do and who I work with. And I would be granted this confidence and hall pass to do whatever I wanted. And that in being choosy about what I want to do and who I want to work with, I could just say no and feel totally fine with it. And Coach Jenny comes back into my brain where she says, new level, new devil. That means as we get bigger, as we grow, as we expand, as we get promoted, all of these things that we once wanted, we realize that it isn't this secret opening into a magical world of rest and relaxation the challenges change, they evolve, and often it gets harder. Liz, what are some of the things that you dreamed you would be able to do or have or be as your business grew? When I started, all I wanted to do was to help make social media easier for people. So many people dread it. I really like it. I wanted to help. And of course, with that comes the reward of feeling like you've helped someone and also money. So the more people I help, the more people want my help, which I'm so happy about. That's It's a simple sort of mission that I had going into things, share my expertise, help people thrive, allow them to focus on what really 
matters to them and what they're good at, make some money and everybody's happy. Well, that's like a very simple formula and there's so much more to it than that. And something that I'm dealing with now is the amount of work, uh, which again, I'm super happy and grateful for. I love what I do, but it's like, I never considered that as I got more work, it would get harder. Like, I don't know why this never crossed my mind. Again, good problem to have, but it's like, yes. I never, it never really occurred to me that more work means more work. <laughs> yes, very much so. And I feel like we're being really vulnerable here. I imagine somebody's listening and being like, uh, did they not understand that? Mm -hmm. But when it's your first time running a business and it's your first time seeing this growth, all of a sudden you're like, yes, I have more clients. I'm making more money. And somehow I have to fit all that in. Somehow I have to renegotiate what my time looks like and what my strategies look like and how and when I do my best work and navigate meeting times and deliverables. When do I have to get something to this person? What are those deadlines, especially when you have more of them? This podcast episode came out of a question that my friend and my client asked me. She says, when you are finally getting the success you always wanted, how do you start to say no? It doesn't get easier. I'm not here to bust out crocodile tears about how hard it is or to whine and complain that I'm so busy and I have to stay up late because to me, that is a beautiful way of shooting yourself in the foot. When I see people post on Instagram about how busy they are and they're working till 4 a.m. And I say, well, I guess you don't want new clients. If you don't want to be busy, don't go into business. What I am here to say is that the growing pains don't seem to stop. And I'm only three years in. What you thought you wanted isn't as easy or as freeing as you hoped it would be. And it turns out that when you have more money, you invest more. It doesn't necessarily mean you take it all home. In a conversation with my coach, we talked about how hiring people to take on more pieces in your business, like social media, writing, and project management, there's actually an added layer of work because now you are training and helping someone else develop your voice and you have things to review and make decisions on. So even though it seems like, oh, I have the money, I can pay somebody else to do it. You want to make sure that that person is doing a job that you are proud of and willing to put your name on. When you have more clients, you end up spending more time in the business than on the business. It's harder to look big picture to differentiate between those two things. When you're working in the business, that is your day-to-day -day working with your clients, getting the nitty gritty stuff done and checking those boxes, crossing those finish lines. And when you're working on the business, that's bigger picture stuff. It's building your strategy. It's where do I wanna be in a couple of years? How do I wanna impact people with my work? And in the beginning, I did so much work on my business because I didn't have clients yet. And all I wanted was to work with clients. And I have moments now where I'm craving more time for my business to work on the business and really think about what I want. And it takes some specific carving out to find the space to do that. Once you have clients that know you and love you and refer you, you don't always have the space and the energy to say yes as quickly as you would like, or to even get back to the email. And the beautiful dream of having a waiting list 
which sounds like proof that you have sustainable revenue, makes you feel like a bit of an asshole because saying no is now really hard. LP, what are some of the things you thought would get easier when you reach certain milestones? Something that I am struggling with lately is balance. It's not that I thought it would magically somehow get easier, but it's it's definitely an ongoing thing for me. Obviously, the more clients I get, the more work I need to do. Growing is tricky. Hiring help is tricky. Having boundaries saying I'm not accepting new clients until such and such date, it's tricky. And there's been times when I've said yes to work, when I probably shouldn't have said yes to work and then felt close to burnout or right at burnout by the time I finished whatever that project is. So I would say balance is one of the things that, not that I thought it would get easier, but I've recognized what an ongoing struggle that is for me. Or it's an ongoing challenge that I I deal with it every day. Do I sit at my desk for another hour or do I move from sitting at my desk to sitting on my couch? <laughs> uh, you know, like that, that's, that's the thing that comes up for me and hiring or getting help is often a challenge for me as well. And I've said this on previous episodes of the podcast, I have a really tough time giving up any sort of control. So I work really, really closely with my clients. I'm very invested in their brands and how I can help them. And I have worked with subcontractors who I love, but I don't always love giving that work to other people because I love my clients and doing what I do. So that's a tricky thing for me as well. When I started my business, I knew subcontractors would be a part of my business model and it is, but it's a little harder to recognize when I'm at the point where I'm okay with giving pieces to somebody else. I'm in a really similar place where I'm looking at scaling for the long term means that I need people to take on other pieces. With social media, it was really easy, right? All I wanted was the money to be able to pay someone, you, to do this work because I hated it. And I can do it, but it's not my favorite and I'm not great, right? I can do it, but I could be better. Whereas right now, I'm finding that I am a good writer and I like to write. So even though that seems like a space that I can be hiring somebody for, do I want to give it up? I recently hired a bookkeeper, which again, felt like a big milestone, a big check mark for me that I'm not doing it myself. And yet hiring a bookkeeper has meant that not only do I just hand things over and say, here's all my paperwork, make it beautiful. I have to answer questions about specific transactions. I have to make sure that I'm in there and I know here's the receipt for this thing so that it can be reconciled correctly. So even though hiring somebody seems like the holy grail where I can hand it off, even if I get past the piece where I want to control everything that I do, I still need to train somebody else to do that work. And that's where my hesitancy comes in. Growth and scaling is about leveling up and there are many ways to do it. I find that it takes incredible clarity and focus in knowing what you're moving towards because without knowing where you're moving, it's hard to figure out what kind of help you need. To grow in your way requires a lot of assessment and 
growing in your way has to feel right in your brain and your heart and on paper. And sometimes it means saying no or not yet. Maybe you're saying no or not yet to growth or to scaling. Maybe you're saying no or not yet to clients or to hiring somebody. But it definitely means a reassessment of what you want, what matters most right now, and what is going to get you where you're going. Liz, can you give some examples of some of the ways that you have been able to lighten the workload for, for me, for your other clients, in a way that even though it might take some work at the beginning to hand things off to you, people are seeing better results in their business? It's so funny. I just had a conversation with a new client this week where I always, when I start work with a new client, I feel really annoying at the beginning of the contract because I'm like, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this and I'm going to need a link to photos and I'm going to need your brand guidelines and I'm going to need tone of voice, blah, 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 blah. And I said to a client I just started working with, this is the last email I'm going to send you this week. I'm now slowly backing away from my inbox. Please know that it won't be like this all the time. Like I always feel like I need a disclaimer on those initial emails when we first start a project, because once I have all of those pieces, that's when their life gets easier. I think something that's been really helpful for people I work with, and I think with the work that you and I do is having a content plan on a monthly basis. This is what the month of March looks like. This yes. is what the month of April looks like. I can plan it all out. You know what's coming out each day. So we're on the same page for business priorities and you don't have to touch a freaking thing. Um, I think that that has really been something that has been a, a sigh of relief for some of the people that I've worked with. It's to know what's coming and not have to make the moves themselves. I definitely noticed that in the people that I work with, even though I am not an accountability coach, I am not a finger wagger. You're not going to get in trouble for not doing your homework. There is something to be said when I work with people week after week. And it's like Tuesdays at three o'clock, you know that you're going to meet with me. And so there's something that happens with my clients where they go, I know what to expect. At the very least, I have this one thing in my calendar. My work adds some routine. And in some ways that helps people alleviate some of the stress or some of the fears about, am I just spinning my wheels? Am I actually making any progress? Yes, you are making progress because we check in on it week after week. I know in my position right now, when I think about hiring somebody new, I'm a little bit gun shy. I'm going, oh, how much front-loading work is this going to be in the beginning? And I'm so glad you brought that up because it's a good thing to be aware of. I know when people start Claim Your Spotlight, they get two or three emails right off the hop with here's where you need to be, here's what I'd like week after week. Buried in that email is you don't have to do anything for week one. And now I'm thinking that's got to be the first line in that email. I'm going to make that change, which is, this is information. You do not need to do anything. I will explain it all. I just want to make sure you have it. I don't even receive those emails from you and I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's pulling out that important information and to be clear of like, here's the deadline. If there is a deadline for something, 
what does it look like? How do we plan for it? Yeah, yeah. And adjusting the expectation. And in Claim Your Spotlight, I ask my clients for pre-session musings so that I know where they're at. And I ask them for a post-session reflection. And I do explicitly say, this can be a janky ass post-it note. Send me the note on your iPhone. It doesn't have to be fancy. So I'm finding myself giving permission saying, this doesn't have to be a 750 word word document. This has to be a couple notes about what's happening in your life this week so that I'm best prepared to support you. Yeah. Yeah. Giving permission and setting expectations and being clear that you got four emails from me this week as we start this project. Please know that you will only hear from me in case of emergency from this point forward. You know, it can be really intimidating to have that flood of information, but know that good things are coming because of it is how I feel when I write emails to clients at the beginning of a contract. Yeah. I feel like there's something too in this conversation has evolved from us as business owners to us thinking about being the client and having hired people or having somebody else come in and send these emails, which can be really intense and intimidating. I didn't start this business to feel stuck or to be trapped or to just be a workhorse that's always quote unquote grinding away. And yet the growing pains aren't really going away. So I'm finding a little bit of comfort with that. There's, there's comfort in accepting the motion sickness, accepting that things move really fast and still doing it anyway. I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be trapped. So yes, hiring people or subcontracting work or finding some space in your business, that is a new level and it comes with a new devil. I will take the new devil and I will take the growth over feeling stifled and sticking with the status quo. We'd like to know from our listeners, what are some of the growing pains you've experienced? People listening to this podcast are in all different stages. We're learning more and more about you from your comments, your reviews, and this is a chance for you to share. What are the growing pains that you've experienced that you are willing to share to help somebody else learn from them? I'm over here saying, I wish I had an answer to how do you say no without feeling like an asshole? I don't have that answer. What I do know is that the growing pains are here to stay. Today's WWAWG is really timely because it's about growth. Our question today comes from Tara who says, I know I want to grow my team, but I honestly don't know where to start. This is so timely. I've been procrastinating it for a while and enough is enough. Do you have a recommendation of where to start? My recommendation is to look at what causes you the most pain, what creates the most dread for you, and to know that there are people that do everything, even if it's something that you think doesn't exist or it's not a job title you've heard before, it probably exists. I remember when I first started looking for a virtual assistant or online business manager, I was like, will somebody really tidy my inbox? Yes, somebody will really tidy your inbox. So where I recommend starting, yes, with what causes the most dread, but sometimes it takes some reflection to get there. So pull out a, a note on your phone, a piece of paper, whatever that is. And for the next couple of days, write down every single thing that you do. I mean business. I mean, sending emails, 
at home, cooking, cleaning, laundry, what are all those things? There are some things that have to be done by you, but not everything. There is room to eliminate tasks. There is room to delegate tasks. And it might surprise you that you realize some of the things that are causing you dread might not be connected to your work. It might be connected to your home. Liz and I have both shared that we are in a position where we can have somebody clean our homes and what a game changer it has been because it has opened up space and time in our calendars to do other things. By looking at everything you do in a week, you can start to see some trends. You can start to look at the things that get moved from one day's to-do list to the next because you don't want to do it or you're not very good at it. And then I would start reaching out to people who are in a similar situation most of the people I've hired have come on recommendation from others. I got my bookkeeper and I'm looking into a new writer, both introductions from somebody who has had their business for a little longer than I have, somebody that I trust. By looking in these spaces, you can certainly find somebody that will help you. And when it is time to hire, I'm going to shamelessly plug that I created an intentional hiring course. This course was created for all types of businesses who are looking to hire in a meaningful, intentional way and who want somebody that is truly aligned with their values. Hiring is expensive, and that means that you want to do it right the first time. So these five modules help you go through what are our brand values and how does that connect to the type of person we're looking for. It includes specific interview questions and micro tests that you can create to make sure that you find the right hire the first time around. It also showcases some ways to have one-on-ones or regular checkpoints with this person to make sure that they're meeting your needs and you don't feel stuck with somebody just because they were the first person to, to apply. I will put the link for intentional hiring in the show notes for this episode. And I'm also going to include the link to episode 28 of the podcast, which was investing in yourself and your business. How do you know when it's the right time? Uh, For those of you who might not exactly be in the same spot Tara is, she knows it's time to grow. But if you're thinking that growth is in the future at some point, I would recommend going back to episode 28 to, to give that some thought as well. Brilliant. And Tara, start early. And for other people listening, start earlier than you think you have to, because in my experience, there is nothing worse than realizing you need a bookkeeper when you are up to your eyeballs in receipts. And then when that person needs more attention or they need your help with something, you have the space to offer it and to make sure that you are communicating in a, in a thoughtful way that helps that person do their best work. So I would recommend starting to explore now, where could somebody support you in your business? And if it is just a question of money, figure out at what point are you able to say, yes, I have enough money to confidently make this work. Thank you so much for your question, Tara. Please keep sending your questions our way. You can submit them two ways on Instagram at the Amanda Wagner, slide into our DMs there, or visit the website, theamandawagner.com and submit via the contact form. If you are finding more success in your business and you are experiencing some of those growing pains, it might be time to claim your spotlight. 
it might be time for you to say, I'm not a beginner anymore. I am going pro. And if you need a strategist and coach to help you get there, connect with me at theamandawagner.com. And if you're realizing that social media is something you don't want to do anymore and it's time to scale and get some help, I can assist with that. Reach out to me on Instagram at Liz Pittman or visit LizPittman.com. Once again, please join us on Instagram and share some of your growing pain so that you can help the people in this community. We all want to help each other learn faster, learn from our mistakes and really ignite their own growth. We will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. As always, friends, we will see you on the internet. I just had this moment where I had to, wait, what's that? What? Sorry. I'm not very good at that. What were you going to say? I had a moment where I was like, oh shit, did I hit record? Oh my God. No, I can see the red, the red light. Yeah. Thank goodness. That's scary to me.